Hey, guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Annapolis. You know, that young person who graduated college this past spring and is now getting ready to go get that big job? Well, here, guess what? Get over to Leon Tailoring and check out their career services division. They've got lots of good professional attire, reasonably priced for both your young men and young women who are getting off into that world of work. Hey, they graduated, they did all the interviews, now they got the big job coming up, so make sure they look the part. Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware in downtown Indianapolis. That's Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. Ask any question that you may have. Which I think you probably do. Initial thoughts on the uh, child care bill that just came over from the Senate and the uh, reading proficiency bill that uh, already been amended. It's uh, on the Senate third reads calendar, probably come over to the House Senate. The child care, I think, had pretty overwhelming support. I haven't really, I'll be honest, I haven't uh, looked at to in uh, depth here, the Senate bills, but I think at 48 yes vote, with some, you know, some 48, like, to one. 48 to one, pretty good, uh, strong indication of support there. Um, so happy to take a look at that as well, including the the third reading, third grade reading test score. Now, and I don't know what if if, if there's some uh, things in there with regarding holding kids back. I'm going to be interested to see what the what their data says. The data that I've seen says that's not a not a great idea. Uh, so we'll just have to take a look. I'll be anxious to see what those bills uh, what are your have to thoughts say. On, what are your thoughts on uh, Representative Jim Lucas flashing his gun the other day? Well, um, look, the state house is, as we like to say, is the people's house. And anyone that comes into the state house um, to speak to a legislator, testify on bills, whatever their purpose is to be here, uh, they should always feel welcome and not feel threatened. Um, uh, this was uh, particularly troubling because he was talking with high school students. Um, you know, we've always talked about trying to get more young people involved in government, uh, in the political system. And um, for a lot of people, particularly young people, guns are scary. Uh, they've, w- they've grown up with uh, shootings in high schools and, and um uh, just, you know, violent all, all around them. And so to have someone flash a gun as part of a conversation is um, uh, poor taste. And um, unfortunately, it, it, it's uh, a signal to the, to, to the kids uh, that, um, that maybe you're not welcome here. And that should never happen in the, in the state house in the state of Indiana. Speaker Houston said he expressed his dissatisfaction over that uh, to Representative Lucas. Do you expect that's going to be the end of it from that, their side? Do I expect it what now? To that's be... the end of it from their side? Oh, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know uh, what he has in mind. Um, I've talked to the speaker about it yesterday. Uh, Representative Arrington, uh, who, to the kids are from Muncie. So she, you know, asked for um, thought Luke, Luke, Lucas to at least apologize to those kids. Um, so that's at least one first step that he that he could do, certainly. But uh, you know, he, a member of the Republican caucus, so the speaker will have to decide going forward. Can you talk about House Bill 1386 today and what happened with that and your reaction to? Or if you know anything about that going forward. You, you know, I it, I mean, it passed out of committee 10-0, um, uh, so I don't know. I'd have to ask the authors why I didn't call the bill down, so I don't, I don't know. Um, but I, you know, I do know it was an opportunity for us to put some ideas going forward with the Medicaid issue, and, um, you know, he didn't call it. Now, sometimes we've seen other amendments that have been put forth that have uh, killed bills, so to speak, or sabotaged. So maybe he, they were thought this was going to happen. I don't know. Um, but clearly they didn't, someone didn't want to have a discussion on the amendments that were put forward. So unless there's something under, in the underlying, it's an agency bill, so I don't know. Um, we certainly pass um, bills out of here that are not 100% 
um, uh, how they should be written, and they'll, they'll fix them in the Senate. We've all heard that before. So if there was one or two things that were wrong, it certainly could have been fixed in the Senate and called it down. We could have had a thorough discussion on these amendments. Are you intending to... What's that? Is that typical for an agency bill, like this kind of action today, where there's like, I don't know, some questions about it, it doesn't move forward as, as quickly or smoothly? Is it what now? Is it, is it typical? Oh, for this to happen usually in not. I mean, that's why I was surprised by that. That usually isn't the case. Um, but you know, we just passed 1073, 76 Becky Cash's bill that readily everyone admitted has a lot of work to be done in the Senate, but it, it passed over there. So, were on you a uh, caregivers issue? Do you think Republican lawmakers are just dumping it all in Eric Holcomb's lap? On which issue? On the family caregivers issue. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> well, yeah, maybe so. I mean, I, I again, I don't want to speak for other folks, but. Uh, we recognize there's issues, there's problems there. So whether it's you know uh, more reporting or amendments that we that you can't do it anymore, um, we do we talk about funds that are reverted and diverted, and it's just really difficult to keep track of where all the money is. And um, um, and that's that's uh, what the governor can do. He's allowed to do that. But I do think the public has a right to know. Uh, where the dollars are going, where they're being spent, all those sorts of things. So we're trying to bring some transparency to that today. Were your amendments aiming to head off any of those caregiver uh, cuts? To head off? Well, obviously, well, yeah, I mean, we certainly, we, uh, our caucus for sure um, wants to always make sure that we're protecting the most vulnerable, the elderly, disabled children, things like that. So, if, if hopefully that's the intent. <laughs> well, did the governor, look at what the governor said the other day uh, that this was a private sector. They made a billion dollar mistake. Heads would be rolling and people would be fired. Uh, speaker talked about moving forward, not backward. Do you think there should be accountability <laughs> and people let go? Well, I, there certainly should be accountability. I, I don't know. Um, I'll, I'll leave the hiring and firing up to other folks, but uh, sure, certainly some accountability. I mean, um, uh, th- this is, uh, this isn't, um, $100 or something like that. This is a major uh, mistake. And, um, and we just you know, want to know where, where's the money and, and uh, what can be done to prevent this in the future. If your caucus had your way, how would you solve this issue as well as the caregiver issue? Well, I think I mentioned uh, some of those things that we tried to do today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, more transparency. Um, uh, an amendment to not that you, that you can't do this. They were a lot of reverting and diverting of funds. You can't do that anymore specifically on this particular topic. Um, and then again, any protections that we can put in for our most vulnerable, that's what we want to see. It's currently election season, obviously a little too late to do this for 24, but for future elections, have there been any conversations about opening up the other statewide offices to the primary system? Should we switch that instead of the state conventions? Uh, um, <laughs> I've been given that one uh, too much thought uh, here lately. Um, you know, uh, conventions can be kind of fun when there's some competition, I have to admit. I mean, it, it, uh, it's kind of, on the other hand, it's sort of an insider's game, so it kind of blocks out those people that, you know, aren't going to run for state delegate and can't get down there as well. So I, I haven't given that that much thought. How important is this um, bill that received unanimous support today to prevent foreign adversaries from from buying farmland in Indiana? Is that a priority for you? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've um, 
no, you know, Representative Culp has good intentions there. Representative Pryor's on the bill. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of probably some more discussion with regards to foreign investments. I know that I think there's some bills in the Senate that might be coming over there. I think the, some of the universities have some concern with that. So we'll just keep looking at those things as we um, as we go along. I don't always like sort of the you know kind of knee jerk reactions to things too. I think that we also have to continue to vet these bills through as much as possible. Doesn't that violate the Commerce Clause, though, that basically says that only the federal government has has the authority to regulate who can own land in Indiana and states can't do that sort of I guess thing? we'll let the courts figure that out. They can hire you, Abdul. They can t- figure that one out. Con Law 101. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, Okay. Thank, Thank you, everybody. You. Thank you. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.